Hi, welcome to the Acts Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! As you guys know, we are on this good, uh, our team for this year, uh, not team, our vision for this year, uh, X Church globally is the, that God is good. You know, I've been talking a lot about the goodness of God and how to have uh, the good fight, the good, um, different stuff that we've been talking about. And today I want to talk to us about my sermon, it's called uh, The Good Memory. You know, the good memory. Um, so today I want to take us through uh, my main scripture for today is actually in Revelation 12, verse 10 to 11. Maybe you guys can turn to there and I'll get XTV to also shoot it up. Yeah. Cool. Give me a shout when you guys are there. No, not yet. Your app is still working? <laughs> still loading? Oh. Cool. Everyone there already? Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, it says this. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has happened at last. The salvation and power and kingdom of God and the authority of His Christ. For the accuser had been thrown down to earth, the one who accused our brothers and sisters before our God day and night. And they have defeated Him because of the blood of the Lamb and their testimony. Now today I want to talk to us and focus on the last line where it says that, and they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by, what, by the word of their testimony and did not, then did not love their lives to death. You know, as I was just going through this month, can I be honest, as Pastor Dave has shared a bit, it's been a challenging month for me and Pastor for maybe more than him. Um, it's a more challenging month for me uh, with everything that's happening. But, you know, and I got, I'm like, oh God, why? Why? I, I would love my life to be plain sailing. I would love it to go to work, come back, uh, work I can handle, kind of. But I would love it where things are under my control. And the thing is, as I, I was just asking God why. And God just, I know, I just reminded that, hey, in life, there's always going to be challenges. No, there's always going to be, in that sense, certain setbacks. Maybe things may not go the way that we want to. Maybe we might not, um, in that sense, uh, get the job that we want. Maybe our results, I'm not prophesying for y'all, but maybe sometimes our results come out and maybe it's not what we want. Or maybe uh, maybe we have, diff- uh, some of us have, a, maybe we don't get along with our family as well as we want to. And li- life does happen. Challenges does happen. You know, um, and I was just thinking about it and I was like, wow, there are some weeks that will be good. And there are some weeks that will be bad. You know, there are some weeks where you feel like, God, is so good, I'm on the mountain high with Him. And then the next, and literally the next week, you feel like, God, I feel like I'm literally in the middle of the valley. And that's life, you know, all of us go through life like that. You know, and the thing about challenges is this, even as I was going through it, I I think challenges or setbacks have that ability in that sense to overwhelm us. You know, uh, sometimes when you're going through a tough time, you can't in that sense see the light at the end of the tunnel you know um, sometimes we feel like when challenges come we feel like I want to go back to my shell yeah. no uh, for me I want to go and sleep <laughs> right certain people of you like you know you feel like or physically we feel like I'm not up for the fight God I don't have the fight within me anymore to fight or sometimes our heart can feel a bit heavy and feel like oh I don't want to do this anymore God I feel like giving up how many of you can relate to that yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think that's challenges and that's how no, sometimes that's just life. And in fact, yesterday um, at Bristol, uh, we were just talking to the girls, uh, not girls, somehow included everybody, plus the girls. And we're talking, I was just talking to the girls and then the guys came along. Um, <laughs> and we we're just talking like, how do you react to stress? And they were asking me, Pastor Ken, do you cry very often? And I said, 
my husband would think yes. I wouldn't think no. Um, but I, I cry easily. Do I cry easily? Not really. Um, I don't cry that much. <laughs> I don't cry that much. But I think my friends were back to defer. But they were talking about it. And one of the girls in Bristol would say, I cry every day. I'm like, you cry every day? Then, yeah, I'm very stressed. And I, I like to run and cry. I said, you like to run and cry? <laughs> then I said, don't you get strange looks when you run and cry? Yeah, I run at midnight. I said, I need to pray for you. <laughs> or some of them who are in the medical line, they said, oh, I'm so stressed. Uh, working in the medical line at times, I just feel like crying, but... I can't cry in front of my patients because I can't break down in front of them, so I, I just have to hold it in. And uh, some of us were saying that when we eat, when we are stressed, we eat. Yeah. How many of you eat stressed eat? No. Then I said, when I'm stressed, I don't eat. How many of you don't eat when you're stressed? Oh, mix. <laughs> yeah, and all of us react differently to stress. Yeah. And um, even here, I was reading through this revelation, this scripture, it says this. Um, and here it talks about God has given us, um, in that sense, strategies, you know, giving us tips, how do we overcome, how to help us to overcome, or not even overcome, how to face certain challenges in our lives. You know, if you can turn up to the scripture, again, it says this, sorry, it says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Him is the accuser, the accuser is the devil. And if you read through in verse 10, it says this, the accuser has accused them before God day and night. You know, they were not in a time of peace in that sense. You know, imagine being accused by the accuser day and night. You know, I go through stuff for a week, I feel like, God, I want to die already. But here it's like every day. And yet they say they managed to defeat the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the, and by the word of their testimony. And then even today, God has really given us tools. How do we face certain challenges? You know, they are, let me tell you, I'm not prophesying, but in life, it's just going to happen. But God is looking at our reaction. How do we react when certain challenges come our way? You know, the first point is this, testimony. How do we overcome? How do we face certain challenges in our lives? You no know, testimony is this. When you talk about testimony, it's really an account of what you have been through, an account of what you have seen, an account of what you have heard. No, I study law, right? So you give, when you give testimony in court, it's about testifying of your, 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 what you have seen, what you have heard. You know, it's about what you yourself have, got, have seen or heard, that kind of thing. It's not a third-party kind of perception, kind of thing. And in testimony, when, God, when he is talking about by, they have overcome by the, by the word of their testimony, it's really overcoming by remembering what God has done in their lives. No testimony is this. I remember, I remember what God has come and provided for in my life. I remember how God has come through in circumstances where I thought it was impossible. You know, that's the power of, that's really testimony. It's not a big word, but it's just, that's just really that. And I think when we remember what God has done in your life, it's really so powerful. You know, remember, when we talk about good memory, uh, remembering gives you really power. Yeah. No, I'm just talk, no, don't talk about spiritual stuff. If I talk to you about, I say, hey, remember your mom's cooking. Yeah. Some of you were like, oh, wow. okay. I did not expect that reaction. <laughs> and you're right. Immediately, you are, you are transported back in that sense to that time and place of your, your favorite dish from your mom, right? Or at that place where you first had that meal and that memory of that childhood having that 
meal, right? For me, like, my mom, my mom doesn't cook, right? So, my <laughs> so it's my grandma's cooking. And I have a weird thing in my childhood where I like to eat egg with soya sauce and egg and rice. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, all of you, that, and that's memory. When you talk about things like that, it, it actually it transports you or you actually remember that, that event that happened, you know. Um, or it can be bad things as well. You know, uh, I remember this... Uh, I'll confess this. I am very scared of chickens. I'm like, I absolutely hate chickens. When I see it, right, I, I get really terrified. I'll tell you why. Because when I was younger, um, when I, my, I was staying in my babysitter's house, and this, she had chickens in the house. I don't know why. She had chickens in the house. And I was like young, and I was watching TV in the living room. This stupid chicken just walked in through the living room, through the grills, and managed to get in through the living room. And I was a kid. I was like three. I can't remember how old I was, but... That event is so traumatic because I can remember that, 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 what's the thing called? Whatever that thing called, the giblets and stuff. I'm like, oh God, I said chickens are gross. And I, even today, when I walk past chicken with Pastor Dave, I'll be like, I'm not going in. <laughs> I can feel my goosebumps coming out. I'm like, I hate it because it transports me. It reminds me of that trauma that I went through as a kid, right? And, and, and that's power in remembering. And we're talking about this really just ordinary stuff in our lives. What more about remembering the, the testimony, the things that God has brought you through? You know, can I turn to you to this? Um, we, we, talk, we learn about this in Exodus, so you guys can turn to Exodus. Fourteen verse ten to twenty-five. You guys are there. Yeah. It says this. Um, so talking here in Exodus is talking about the parting of the Red Sea, and here it is you um, from verse before verse ten just to give you up, give you a bit of background is uh, the people of Egypt were allowed by Pharaoh, eh, no, people of Israel were allowed by Pharaoh to leave Egypt already. And they were going across and running out. And that's when Pharaoh decided, hey, I, I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to run after you. And that's where we pick up at verse 10. It says this, As Pharaoh and his army approached, the people of Israel could see them in the distance marching towards them. The people began to panic and they cried out to the Lord for help. Then they turned against Moses and complained, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough grace, graves for us in Egypt? Why do you make us leave? Didn't we tell you to leave us alone while we're still in Egypt? Our Egyptian slavery was far better than dying out here in the wilderness. Verse 13, But Moses told the people, Don't be afraid. Just stand where you are and watch the Lord rescue you. The Egyptians that you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. You won't have to lift a finger in your defense. Verse 15, it goes on. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Use your shepherd's staff, hold it out over water, and the path will open up before you see through the sea. Then all the people of Israel will walk through on dry ground. Yet I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will follow the Israelites into the sea. Then I will receive glory at the expense of Pharaoh and his armies, chariots and charioteers. When I'm finished with Pharaoh and his armies, all Egypt will know that I am the Lord. Verse 19. Then the angel of the Lord who had been leading the people of Israel moved to a position behind them and the pillar of cloud also moved around behind them. The cloud settled between the Israelite and Egyptian camps as night came, the pillar of 
cloud turned into a pillar of light, lighting the Israeli camp, but the cloud became darkness to the Egyptians, and they couldn't find the Israelites. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the sea on dry ground, with walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots and charioteers, followed them across the bottom of the sea. But early in the morning, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and clouds, and he threw them into confusions. And then the chariots will begin to come off, making their chariots impossible to drive. Let's get out of here, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for Israel against us. Then it goes on to talk about how the Egyptians will destroy. Here you read in Exodus 14, it talks about the account of the parting of the Red Sea. No, if you read, and the thing is this, um, I'll bring you through a few verses. When we talk about remembering a testimony thing is this, I think human problem is this, we always forget to remember, no, we, don't, we always forget, we always forget about stuff. You know, if you read through, if you turn into Exodus 14 verse 11, as the people of Israel saw the Egyptian army came, then all they said to verse 11, they said to Moses, because, they said this, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us out in the wilderness to die? Why have you dealt with us so to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we have told you in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it is better for us to serve them than we would die in the wilderness. Don't forget this. The people of Israel have already, in a few chapters before this, have seen how God has powerfully moved. You know, they have seen how God has delivered them out of to the point where they are today. You know, they have seen how God uh, put on the, uh, gave out the plagues upon Egyptian people. They have seen how their firstborns were actually preserved. You know, the plagues where they talk about certain stuff like hail, the people of Israel were exempted from it. You know, where their livestock of Egyptians were killed by, during the plagues. The people of Israel were actually preserved. And yet, few chapters later, that's supernatural, right? Yeah, like, wow, God, you actually preserved my life. You actually preserved my firstborn. And yet, a few chapters later, when they're faced with a challenge before them, all they could say like, Moses, what is this? You know, you want me to die? I better die. At least I have a grave to die into. I don't want to die in the desert. That's literally what they were telling Moses. And I went, no, I was confessed when I was younger and I read the people of about these people and the people of Israel, I was like, yeah, they're very unforgetful, you know, so ungrateful. But actually, as I grow older, I realise like, not older, I'm not that old, but as I grow older, I realise like, hey, that, is this really a human condition problem? You know, we tend to forget about what God has brought us through, about the, 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 the power, the testimonies that God has brought us through when we are faced with, in front with a challenge in front of us. When we see the challenge in front of us, all we can think is die, 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 and die. But we forget actually what God has brought us through today. You know, can I say this? Uh, we always tend to just re- focus on what we don't have, but we actually don't realise that actually what God has done for us. You know, can I encourage you? Let's not, let's learn to remember our testimonies. Yeah. You know, the next thing is this. If you read in verse 15, God told Moses this, use your shepherd's staff, hold it out the water, and a path will open up before you to walk through the sea. Yeah. And then it goes on to verse 21, and uh, Moses obeyed God, and Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water. 
And I can say this um, just to give you a background. When we talk about the parting of the Red Sea, we always think it's done within like that. I used to think like that also. Like I used to think within one minute and God parted the Red Sea. Da-da. But if you read through, uh, if you read, if you read through the if you read through passage, it says that actually the, the winds were blowing for the whole night. You know, in verse 21 it says this. The Lord caused the sea go, to go back by a strong wind all that night. So the parting of the Red Sea wasn't done in one minute, two minutes, as a movies decipher or cartoon books show. Um, sorry, because I read cartoon book when I was young. Um, the, and, but the parting of the Red Sea was actually done over the night. Yeah. And I, let me explain to you why the significance of the staff. You know, uh, Moses, before God called him out, to rescue his people out of slavery, Moses was actually um, was tending to was a shepherd really for his father-in-law. Yeah. You know, a shepherd's staff at that time in biblical times was not just a staff. Um, a shepherd's staff had all the markings of their milestones. Yeah. So, for example, it's a stick, right? Think of a stick, and every um, they had the mouse, they have markings of all the milestones in their life. Yeah. For example, maybe oh, I met God that day. Oh, tick, put yeah. a mark there. You know, uh, maybe God rescued me today from this lion yeah. tick. And it's all the milestones in their life. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it was, I was just like, oh, why did God ask Moses to lift up that rod? There was nothing, no significance in that rod. God could have just parted the Red Sea yeah. just like that. Yeah. You know, but if you read through uh, Exodus early on in Exodus, how God demonstrated his power, he kept telling Moses, Moses, throw down your rod. Yeah. It will turn into a snake. Yeah. Um, if you read through the plagues, uh, God, every time certain plagues when Moses lifted up his rod, how God delivered, how God showed up his power among the people, among the Egyptians and the Pharaoh. So I think when Moses was lifting up his rod, it wasn't just a rod. It was no, there was no power in the rod. But when he was lifting up his rod, he would say, God, I, 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 and this is Moses, okay? Let me put you this. Moses was the guy when God, imagine the burning, when we're talking about the incidents of the burning bush. Yeah. And then when um, God appeared before Moses, Moses kept saying, God, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Uh, quite scary. No, I'm not really. Like, I'm so be scared. But, <laughs> but imagine that's Moses. That's his nature. Yeah. And yet he, God said, go and part the Red Sea. Wow. And it has never been done before. Yeah. And can you imagine, so if you're Moses and you're holding up that rod in your hand, and it's not just a rod, but it's a testimony of how God has brought me through. Yeah. You know, the Red Sea didn't part in five minutes. Yeah. The Red Sea didn't pass in one hour. Whole night, you're talking about 12, 10 to 6, 8 hours of holding up your stuff. And can you imagine how scared you are because the faith of, faith of your people is resting on you? Yeah. Can you imagine when he holds out his stuff, he's like, God... I may not know what's happening. That's that big sea challenge in front of me. But as I hold up this stuff, it's a reminder of your goodness. It's a reminder of the testimonies. It's a reminder of how you saved me when I was a boy. It was a reminder when, how you preserved my life. It was a reminder, you know, how you showed me your miracles. It was a reminder, you know, every time we hold up that stuff, as the Red Sea, as the winds were blowing, I can imagine what was going through Moses' mind. I'll be so scared, <laughs> holding the whole night. But yet, when I look back at that stuff and I see the markings, I remember God's faithfulness. And that's how I'm able to overcome the challenges that's before me. You know, that's why when you talk about, when we read about Psalm 23, verse 4, it says, Your rod and stuff, they comfort me. You no, know, King David as well was a shepherd boy. And I think he understood 
what it meant by the rod and stuff. It wasn't just a beautiful analogy, but there was a more deeper meaning to it. You know, um, even if you read through the psalmist, I'll just turn out one. I mean, there are many psalmists on it, but in psalmist, Psalm 78, verse 1 to 5, it says this. Um, in verse 2, it says that, I will open up my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of all which we have heard and known and our fathers have hold, told us. We will, not, we will not hide them from their children, telling the generation to come the praises of the Lord. You know, here even the psalmist is saying, hey, I want to pass on the words of the Lord from generation to generation. I don't want to keep the... I don't want to just let God's words stay with me. And if you read through Exodus, I was reading through a bit. God, every time He talked to Moses, He said, I'm the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. Yeah. Why did God refer to that? He's like, hey, come on, remember. Remember what God has brought you through. Remember the testimonies that He has brought you through. You know, even as um, I was going through this and I just remembered, you know, I was just like, God, how come? I was just telling Pastor Dave, just one month ago, right, I was just telling him, oh, God, like, I really thank God for my job, right? Because I just realized, like, I get the ability, flexibility to work from home once a week and I always thought it's just a company's policy. So I took it for granted. But little did I know, no, it's not company's policy. Uh, it's just a privilege that my boss has given me. So when there are times when I'm tired, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to work from home. I don't need to go into office. And I, so I, after that, I talked to people. I realized, hey, they said their boss said, no, you can't work from home. Then I realized, it's just me. <laughs> it's just certain teams are allowed to work from home. And I was telling him, hey, my boss is so good. Whenever I'm too busy, she said, okay, you take this off you, I'll do it. I'm like, we got bosses like that one, right? Most bosses like, just do it. <laughs> okay, I will be like that also. Lah. But I was just telling Pastor Dave, like one month ago, I was like, oh, God, it's so good. And then the next week when challenges come my way, I'm like, God, where are you? Okay, I'll be honest, there are times that I just want to go home, sleep, play my dog, wash and be a master chef Australia and sleep. <laughs> and that's how challenges come. And then when I, I look back and I just went before God and I look back, wow, God, you brought me through so much. You know, there's so many things that I couldn't have been, I wouldn't have been where you are, where I am today without you. Yeah. you no, know, can I encourage you? Come on, look back. You know, let's not forget what God has done for you. Yeah. You know, um, you know, even as a shepherd, staff has that markings. Come on, begin to write down stuff God has done for you. Yeah. You know, there's the saying, right? We hear that saying that says that a short pen is better than a long memory. Wow. We always say, yeah, I remember one, I remember one. Trust me, you will not remember because I like there are things where two years ago and I forgot what God has done until I read back my journals. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, God, I forgot. I really forgot. And even as the, it was just uh, biblical, Moses has his rod. What is your rod? What is your markings? And even as you go through the difficult times, can I encourage you? Come on, don't give up. Don't let the enemy overwhelm you. Don't let the circumstance overwhelm you. But look back as to how God has come true for you and that confidence that God will come true for you again. You no, know, if He can come true for you once, He can come true for you again. You no, know, I believe that even as Moses was looking back so many times how God has come true, that gives you the confidence to face your challenge straight on. That gives you the confidence a setback is just a setback. But God is still good. Amen? The next point is this. Even as we go through challenges, we need to remember that it's not by our own strength, but it's, we need to remember God. And I'm talking about when we read in Revelation 12, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. Now, I realized this when I was going, you know, in, in our challenges, sometimes we, as simple as it sounds, we always forget 
to talk about, to ask, involve God in it. Yeah. We talk to our friends, yeah. to our parents, yeah. talk to our cell leaders, yeah. but we forget to tell God. Yeah. We forget to involve God. And can I remember, that's why the Bible says that, hey, remember your testimonies, but also remember what Jesus has done for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, it, remembering what the blood of the Lamb brings the past, what God has done into yeah. the present. Yeah. You know, the most powerful of this, I believe, is actually found in the scripture we always read when we talk about communion. Yeah. You know, if you read 1 Corinthians 11, chairpersons, do you remember what words? Ah, <laughs> oh, well done! <laughs> okay. You know, if you read 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, it says this, we always hear this, and when we take communion, we just, yeah, yeah, it's a communion. We always think of it as a communion passage. Yeah. But God says this in verse 24, when he had given thanks, he's broken, said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Wow. In verse 25, it goes on, and says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. No, every time when we talk about communion, it's not a religious act, but there's power when we remember what God has done for us. No, God is not an egoistical God where He says, please remember me every time you take the bread and the cup. No, God is not like that. He doesn't need you to remember Him. He has angels in heaven to do that. Um, but God is like, God loves us so much that even the, com the things that He asks us to worship Him is for our own benefit. No, and the blood of the Lamb, can I encourage you, friends? It's so powerful. No, when Jesus died, he, re he actually conquered death. No, God, death, I believe, is the thing all of us are most scared of. But yet, Jesus conquered the most, the, the fears, that, the deepest fear of human mankind. You know, on his, when Jesus died, his stripes that we took, you know, um, there was healing. No, that day I was watching Amazon Prime and it happened. Okay, probably you're too young. There's a, the show, The Passion of Christ. I was like, let me watch and see. I couldn't even watch five minutes because I was like, he's like, why are you watching this show? It's quite depressing. I was like, oh, and I was watching them whip Jesus. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't watch it. But can you see that's the power of the sacrifice of God? That's the power of the blood of the Lamb. Can I encourage you? Come on, remember. Every time you're going through, remember that Jesus has won it all already. You know, He didn't just die in that grave, but He resurrected. Uh, that's the power of the blood of the Lamb. You know, I believe that every time when we... You no, know, even as I was in Bristol yesterday, and we were singing that song. I can't remember the lyrics, but it says that the enemy is defeated. And almost like when I remember how God has died and the blood of the Lamb came, I remember like, hey, I have that victory within me. The Holy Spirit is within me to give me the strength and the ability to rise up and declare no matter what our circumstances is, God's blood, God's blood, the blood of the Lamb still prevails. No, I believe that, um, no, can I just encourage you, you know, whatever season you're going through, whether maybe you're going through a good season right now, good for you. I don't mean it sarcastically. It came out sarcastically. <laughs> Sorry. But, but hey, come on, prepare yourself. Do a journal. Look at what God has done. You know, strengthen yourself. Begin to remind yourself again the power of testimony. Begin to remind yourself again the power of the Lamb. And if you're going through a tough time, can I, remind, can I encourage you? Come on. You know, the, the Bible says that in Revelation, they defeated Him by the power of the testimony 
and by the blood of the Lamb. They were not just going through, they were being accused by the accuser day and night. Can you imagine that kind of torment they went through? But yet the Bible says they defeated the enemy. You know, and we believe that we have the power to overcome our challenges and setbacks, not just going through and hoping for the best, but going through in a, in a God way. You know, going through in a victorious way. And God gave me that revelation that day. And I was like, oh, um, some of my, someone was uh, going through a tough time. I was like, hey, come on, you can do better. And I was hoping in my heart, like, you can do better. And God said that, imagine it was you and you and just human being. And you're just like, you're wishing that person can do better. What more? God in heaven cheering you on. Hey, you can do better. I want you to do better. I want you to overcome. I want you to live better. You know, that's the God we serve. That's how much God loves us. Amen? Amen. Uh, can I just uh, close this in prayer and then I'll, yeah, amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you again, Lord, for your word this morning. God, we thank you again that really for you have given us that victory, oh Father God, that victory to overcome things in our lives that may be challenging to us, oh Father God. We thank you for your word and I pray that even, um, even as we go through, uh, whatever we are going through, may we overcome like how your word says through the, the sharing of our testimony, the word of our testimony and your blood. God, I want to pray for different ones here, uh, here who are maybe going through different seasons in their life. I pray that you help them to be strengthened from the inside, that you give them the joy and uh, the power of the Holy Spirit to even recall to memory, to recall to memory things that, that, that you have brought them through and gave them the victory over. Lord, to recall that God indeed, that um, even, even if we may feel that we don't have a testimony, but all the testimonies, that one thing that all of us have is that you have died and your blood of the Lamb is our inheritance, oh Father God. So God, we just even thank you and just commit uh, your word into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, Thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.